Welcome to the Spirit of a Badass, where we celebrate stories of courage, hope, and resiliency. I'm your host, Alicia Jacobson. Good morning. I'm recording this before I meet with my guest, but I just want to come on because I'm feeling good, like really good. Life is in flow. I have one of these, it's called In the Flow. It's a worksheet I give people to write down the things that they're doing when their life is in flow and going really well. And that's where I'm at right now. And it feels so good. Like, you know, you have to work really hard, I think, sometimes to get to a state of where things are just flowing and going well. And I had a yoga class this morning and I saw two friends that I haven't seen in like six months at yoga and it filled my cup. And I I actually, I need to do yoga. I love yoga and I used to do it all the time and I stopped doing it because I started doing a little bit more intense exercise. I started doing running a couple times a week at this running class and I do boxing, which I really love the boxing. And so I've been doing all this intense stuff. And then one day on the treadmill, I realized I think I had some shin splints and I was like, dang girl, like (laughs) you, you know better because I would go, it's orange theory. I think a lot of you probably know what it is. I would do this class and I would then schedule my day immediately afterwards because I'm doing it at 830 in the morning. So you get home at 930, quick shower, and then I would start and I wasn't stretching. And I started feeling a shin splint, which is what I used to get all the time when I would train for running events. And then I had a cold, knocked me out for a good five days. And my only symptom was like a runny nose, but I had, well, I guess body aches were a symptom, but I actually think that's like a deeper issue when I get sick. But it forced me to rest because I couldn't breathe to run. And I, then it was Thanksgiving. So I didn't work out for like two solid weeks. And I just started back this week. And so now I am very intentionally building in stretching after my workouts and, you know, just in life. And then I'm like, okay, I have to get back to my yoga a couple times a week. So I went for the first time this morning and it felt so good. And it's warm because, you know, it's cold here. So I just, I love, I kind of say like yoga is a glorified nap, but I did, I did do a lot of stretching. I took a flow in yin class today. So that felt really good. And like life is good. My daughter and I started filling out. It's the five minute gratitude book. I don't have it right next to me to tell you who it's by, but I send it when I do my year long coaching programs. It was one of the things that I put in the gift package and I've got a bunch of them because I ordered a bunch and it was a fun thing that my daughter and I have been doing in the evening. She fills out hers and I fill out mine. And one of the questions was like, you know, list some things about your life right now or something like things are going well. And, and I was thinking about it and I'm like, wow, I am in a space that things are going really well. My kids are doing well. School's going well. My marriage is like the best it's been in a really long time. I'm getting a lot of like blood work done because I still, my like body is not the best. I'm tired a lot. And I have some inflammation markers on my my blood work that could point to Hashimoto's, but my functional doctor I'm working with had me cut out gluten, which that is, mm, it's fine. But I just like, other than that, and I'm doing so well. And next week I'm getting a iron transfusion, which sounds a little bit intense. So I'm severely anemic. And I was really, if there could be like a double severely anemic, like two years ago, I ended up having to go to the ER because they're, when they looked at my labs, they're like, you should not be walking. Like, we don't know how you're surviving. Anyway, I am again, severely anemic and I'm going in for a blood transfusion next, next week. And the beautiful thing about that is the last time I had it, my energy level was like through the roof. And I I was like the Energizer Bunny, but like in a good way, not like an exhausted way. And I could take, I have this thing where like you take a deep breath, like when I'm in yoga and they say, inhale, I feel like I can only get like a quarter of my inhale. And then it's like, I suffocate on my lack of being able to breathe. So that was one thing I noticed is when I got this iron transfusion, I could breathe again. My sleep was better. It was just really great. I've taken, like I tried taking iron pills and I think I either can't get enough or they're not absorbing. I don't know what it is. So 
I'm just going with the big guns and getting uh, the transfusion next week. So I am like super pumped for that because I'm like, okay, if I already feel really good, this is only going to make me feel that much better. So I'm just really excited and work is good. I've got my women's, my 12 week coaching circles that are opening up registration right now. And I'm in the thick of them with the the women I'm working with right now and the transformations that they are seeing. Literally, they say things like, this has changed my life. Talk about never been happier, never felt better. Like essentially what I'm saying right now is what they're reporting. Their Their homes are cleaner and it sounds like such a silly thing. This is also something I was reflecting on yesterday. It sounds silly, but when your home is in order, everything gets easier. And sometimes when your home is not in order, it's that much harder to get the motivation to live in a healthy manner. So all these things. So it's just life is really, really good. I hope that your life is equally as wonderful. When I've been starting to do this gratitude with my daughter, it's been really helping me like at the end of the evening, like focus on the good things. And she had mentioned to me, She'd had a bad day at school. There's a person that just agitates her and she lets this girl like get under her skin. And she's like, maybe we shouldn't do it tonight. And I was like, no, when you feel like you shouldn't do it because things are so crappy, that's when you really need to do the gratitude because it shifts your thinking. And if you can shift your thinking from what's going wrong to the wonderful things that are, you know, either going well or have gone well, or you're looking forward to it really shifts your entire internal state. So I just wanted to share that state with you because it feels good when you maybe haven't felt good for a while. And then you start doing the things that you know are going to make you feel good. I just want to share it because, you know, that kind of energy is contagious. So I hope you catch whatever I have and, you know, start doing the things that are serving of you and taking care of your body and your mind and your soul and, just enjoying the people around you right now because it just it feels just like a good a good space so just wanted to share that with you and I'm gonna get going here on the rest of the podcast I'm super excited for this one because I'm trying something a little different and we are gonna do some live it's live now it won't be live when you hear it but we're gonna do some live coaching today I have Tana with me and she is a part of my women's coaching circle And we are going to do some coaching because there's just something really beautiful when you get to be one, a part of a group for coaching. And then also in that witnessing somebody getting coached, because there's so much learning that happens when you get to hear and watch somebody else get coached, because we all have very similar lives, even though it kind of seems on the outside that maybe we don't. And a lot of times we feel kind of isolated and alone. And when you're able to either be in community and have that coaching or hear the coaching, you really get this understanding of like, wow, (laughs) I have a lot in common. And even if the topic is not the same topic that maybe you have, the same kind of principles are they apply to so many things. So we're going to try this and I'm going to be bringing more of these to you. So welcome Tana. Tana has been married for almost 20 years and she has a fun and feisty 13 year old and two active mini Aussies. She is an introvert who loves to read and does a lot of walking. She is close with her friends and family and loves spending time in nature. Well, as one introvert to another, welcome, Tana. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and nervous. Yeah, this is like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that and, you know, when joining the circle too, I think there was a little nervousness with it because it's like, you're not quite sure it's all new. It is. They are. I wasn't sure what to expect at all. So it's been beyond what I've imagined and leaves me thinking every session. Okay. So we're going to, a few questions first about the coaching circle, just to get your experience and then kind of give everyone listening kind of the experience of what it may be like. So will you share with us how your life and maybe even those around you has been impacted since you joined the circle? The circle 
definitely makes me not feel alone. So the women in the circle, I, I think we all, a lot of us are in the same boat where we weren't sure what to expect. So showing up, I think we all showed up really authentic and vulnerable and it's led to some of the most amazing and thought-provoking conversations in different ways. Even though we have a lot of similarities, they all have brought something in the way of how I look at things and add like a little twist to it. So I'm left with a new vision because of a comment or a thought that they were willing to share. And we've just, it's, it's really a, a powerful time spent together. Yeah. I like, did you use the word twist? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it is. Cause you still like at your core are very much who you are, but it gives you a twist, like different perspectives to consider within yourself then, because it's like, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that or considered that before. Yeah. I think that's been the biggest thing is I, you know, there's, there's so much information out there. So I'm always like, I know a lot of times maybe what to do, but I, I just feel stuck. And that's part of what I'm looking forward to coaching today is getting that unstuck feeling and making and taking action. And the women's circle, it, it's even though I think I know what to do, usually it's their perspective. It's a, a perspective that I hadn't thought of, of looking at it just a slightly different angle. And, and then it opens my eyes to a whole different way of looking at it and moving forward that I hadn't thought of before. Yeah. And that's wild because we get stuck. Essentially, we are kind of like computers. We're programmed and we do a lot of the same things in a lot of the same ways. And we're living in this kind of unconscious way of being. And then when we ask these thought-provoking questions or almost even push back on the way things have always been, it really does open up a new perspective, like you said, and like a whole new, it sounds ridiculous, like a whole new world. <laughs> like it does. You're welcome for singing today. I've never done that before. <laughs> oh, it, great singing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, I will, I will stick to the coaching and not branch out into singing. So you kind of already said it, but give us like a little glimpse because I have talked about the circle from my perspective, but give us a glimpse from your perspective, what it's like being inside the circle. It is one of the most honest opportunities I might have during the day to really be myself and share my thoughts and feelings without any judgment, as well as being open to the feedback that is kindly shared with me. So it's it's an opportunity that I can really be happy or sad or maybe unsure of how I feel coming into it. And usually by the end of the session, I'm like, oh, that's what I was feeling. And and uncovering a moment that I, I didn't even necessarily know I needed to have, but that I was given the opportunity to have. And the women are wonderfully supportive in that moment because we do have similarities. There is a lot when I hear somebody else being coached or somebody talking about their experience, I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm there too. And hearing their struggles and their successes, it's like we are all in it together and we're all headed down this river and it's like, oh, there's the paddle I needed, you know, and and that's right. I needed that minute too to, to be able to grab that and, you know, roll myself over to that shore. And now I'm okay for this time because I now have a different tool to use or just a reminder of the tools I had to use. It is a really an opportunity that it, it uncovers the rest of my week of how I want to move forward. Dang, I got like full body goosebumps like three different times in that description. Thank you. I, I think a couple of things that stuck out to me, what you said, called it like the most like honest opportunity to show up in this way. And that's something that I think living the way that we do, we don't even always think about the fact that how are we showing up? And this was one of the the reasons when I opened the gym. And one of the things that I wanted to create in that environment was a place where women could come and sort of drop the armor that they have to wear out in the world. And unless you're kind of presented with that idea of we all are. I mean, you leave your house, you leave your, you know, wherever you go into work, you go into community places and you kind of put on this sort of 
whomever you are and you wear that and yeah and the circle is a place where it's like okay I can set this kind of protective whatever I have held on to to sort of keep me safe and I can take that off because it is safe and it's a place to be honest and really spend some time like thinking do I want this pat do I even want to be in this boat that I'm in do I like this boat? Do I want to have a motorboat or like a a floaty raft? Like what kind of thing do I want to be down this river in? Do I want to be on the river? (laughs) Like it really gives you an opportunity to think about those things and consider them. Yeah. It's, it, it always leaves me feeling better for that time. And, and like I said, I just, I'm usually left with so much to think over, but in a good way and different perspective, it's not like I'm not sitting in muck alone as much as I'm like, oh, that's it, it. It's an uplifting time that it's it's giving me a chance to take something from it to do something with. Yeah. And that's one of the big things with coaching in the circle and just coaching in general is so much of the coaching, like it happens there, but the kind of residual impact from the coaching, it's like these little nuggets that it's like, oh, your life legitimately throughout the week and then forever, it's transformed because you're like, oh, you've got the new perspective. You've got these different things to consider. And then the thinking and the processing that happens and the excitement, because it is like the excitement that goes afterwards. Even when I'm with my coach after I'm like, oh yeah, like I leave just like, Yes, there's nuggets and juicy things. I hate the when people say juicy things, but it is. It's like juicy and like exciting to like take with you. It is. It it those are the the times and and that it's even just the awareness. Sometimes the awareness of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it is like, oh, this is a, a big thing. And you know, that coming in and what I thought. I was going to get even just a little inkling, even though I wasn't quite sure. I've never done coaching before. So what I thought coming into it and what I'm taking away during the week is just like, wow, this is something I've always wanted. I just didn't know how to go about getting it. Yes, 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 yes. It's so exciting. Okay, let's dive in here. So we kind of chit-chatted a little bit before we got on, but... Tell me a little bit so we all get a good idea of what is it today that you would like to do within this sort of mini coaching session here? I'm looking for how I can take action. I find that over the last few years, I've been more about inaction. And at this point of my life, it's, I feel like a lot of it is around exercise probably right now is my biggest thing, but how I can take more action and take a better self-care of myself. I know all the stuff to do, but then when I think about self-care, I kind of sometimes I'm like, oh, I deserve to, you know, have this relaxing time. But I know that relaxing time is maybe not making me overall feel really well about myself because I might be scrolling through social media for two or three hours, or it's more of, I'm using that time more of a distraction and not really true self-care. So I, through the coaching circle, I've seen myself where I'm at a little bit more. And now I'm like, okay, now how do I get to that? I have more awareness of why I'm doing it, you know, that I'm using certain things as distractions. And now I'm like, how do I take my next step to get back into better self-care and what that really is? Okay. So it sounds like a couple of different things. One is what's happening with the distractions and also what is self-care? What is that even? Because right now you've kind of identified what I thought was self-care is actually a distraction and I want to take care of myself, which maybe sounds like is also exercise, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exercise and even meditation, you know, just a, a better well-rounded self-care. Like I have even self-care would be like doing my nails once a week or once a month, but I don't, I'm not doing it. Like I know I want to do that. I have that on my list that I want to do, but I'm not taking that 20 minutes or whatever it does to do that for myself. Instead, I'm maybe in the evening just shutting down and, you know, again, whether it's watching a show, I'm doing something else instead of the things I in my mind want to do. So when we close out here today, 
What would you like to leave with? I want to have a plan to do something for self-care once an evening that will pull me out of my distractions. Okay. And what's important about once an evening? Because I feel like I'm missing life when I'm not, I don't know if it's doing something. That's what comes to my mind. When I, I feel like I'm missing, like, that's what I want to say is I'm missing life when I'm not doing something. And, and part of that is, especially as I go into winter, it would be easy for me to sit for four or five hours an evening and just read or watch a TV show. And that's a large chunk of time that I'm not doing something else. And I feel like I'm missing life. When I look at how I spent my evening, I feel like I'm missing a life in those moments. Okay. What would be happening if you were not missing life? It wouldn't feel like Groundhog's Day. So I feel like I'm in a rut of very similar things. And when I look back at my life, I don't want it to be like I sat around and did nothing. And I do stuff all the time, but I feel like that time could be better spent. Groundhog's Day. That's a, that's a really good description. Yeah. And I feel like I have a lot of those times. So if it's not Groundhog's Day, what would you want to be putting in there? I would want it to be described as purposeful time and energetic time. You know, that I have things planned and not planned out to detail because I like flexibility, but that I am doing something so that when I look back, it's like a life well lived, that it's that I'm not missing opportunities of enjoying life rather than letting it pass me by. And right now it feels like what? That I'm sitting right now. It just kind of feels like it's, I don't know if numbness or sheltered, but it's kind of like, and again, I, I, I don't know if it's because it's so cold out that I think of like hibernation, like I'm in this hibernation time and I feel like I've been in this hibernation time for a while and I don't want to be in that hibernation anymore. Like now I'm like, okay, I'm done with that season and I want it to be a different season. And I went from like a, you know, a long time ago, a really active and busy season. And that was too much. And then I went to the reverse and I went into like a hibernation season and it's a very protective and, you know, sheltered season. And again, that's part of also COVID hit then too. But now I'm, I'm just done with that season. I don't want to go to the super busy season I was in before because I don't, that was too much. But I, I'm done with the season. I wanted it to be a mix of finding a good balance of like taking that time and having that shutdown time when I need it. Not to be avoidance, but having truly good relaxing time. But then also like making sure I'm peppering it in with the activity and taking really good care of myself, you know, that I, I feel energized again, because the hibernation is just creating more wanting to hibernate. And I need to have my energy flowing in a way that makes me want to do the other things. I've got two years before I'm 50. So I'm working on my like, what 50 things do I want to do before I'm 50? And I want to make sure it's not a list I look back at and go, oh, there's that list, but that there are things that I am doing over the next two years. But right now I haven't done it. You know, right now I'm kind of like, it's just still a list. So I think it's like, I don't, how do I make sure that I'm not still on my lists and that I'm actually living life and not in this hibernation space? Okay. All right. So we've gone through some seasons here and you were super busy and it sound, I mean, that to me sounded like almost like full blown, like summer season. And then Mm -hmm. it was like winter hibernating, you said, but now there's some energy. It's like stirring in you. Yes. And it needs to come out. I, but I'm not quite sure where does it need to come out at here? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to create this season, this next season, what's coming out? What's blooming? So I think it's been coming out slowly. I know I felt like I wanted to come out, but even more lately, probably really since the women's circle, it's like, instead of being in sweats all day, it's like, okay, I'm now looking at Pinterest and I'm like, okay, here's some outfit ideas I want to put together. And this week I'm kind of putting that into play. So it's doing more of that. Like I know I want to do my nails once a week. I haven't done it in a long time, but I know I want to do that. So it'd be like spending that time 
and and actually doing that and and purposefully putting that into action. So it would have to maybe put up a list of five things I want to do every week. And I could, at the end of the week, do those, make sure that it could be my checklist, but not have it be like my 50 before I'm 50 kind of list, like have it be big, but it could be like, okay, I'm just going to do my nails this week at one point. And then I don't have to say it's got to be done Monday night in case I don't want to do it Monday night. Maybe I'm still not in the mood to do that. It could be, you know, making sure I have an outfit picked out four days this week. That's not sweats. And then finding more ways to add those into my week. You've mentioned your nails a couple of times, and it's also something that you're not doing. What's in the pull towards getting your nails done? What What's the deeper sort of meaning in that? I, th- hmm. I think when I was going through my season of summer and busyness, doing my nails made me feel good. It was one of those things because I hadn't done it really before that. I was never one to do my nails too much. So in that season of busyness, that was something that I was like, oh, that felt good to do. It felt like I valued myself enough to spend that time doing that. I think it was that I also felt empowered. And I don't know why that word's coming to me with that, but it, it did make me feel more powerful. And maybe it's because when I'm, I'm not, you know, you can't see yourself during that season, but I could always see my nails. So I could see my hands and it was like, oh, I am taking care of myself. It was a visual appearance of, you know, I am doing things to take care of myself. I am doing things that just reflect the life that I, I want and that I was living at that time. Okay. So that was that time and you kind of went into the hibernation and now you're coming into a new season. So when you think about the reflection of this season, how does that reflect outward in a way that you can see it? It would reflect probably being a little more social because I think hibernation made me, in being an introvert, it definitely fed into probably more isolation than I know is good for me. So I think it's, you know, being out and interacting more. I think it's scheduling that time for myself. So doing things physically, like to do my nails, to do my hair, and making those appointments that are self-care is something like during my hibernation season, I didn't do at all. So if I think about that, it would be making more of that time for myself. You know, during hibernation season, it was like, I could get my hair done once a year. Prior to that, you know, it was definitely more regular. So it would be putting myself and allowing myself to have that time to do that. Now that my child is 13, it's not even, you know, before it used to be like, they were so busy. I had to take care of them so much. But at 13, you don't have to as much. So I think there's, I have more time now. And maybe it's where before I didn't have to focus on me because I I didn't have to have that focus on myself. And I use that as they needed the focus, you know, as I went, I was caring for them. I'm caring for somebody else. And now if I have to do the focus on myself, I can't even use the excuse that I'm busy. I, I don't have those excuses. How does it feel to put the focus on yourself? <sighs> Uncomfortable and unsure because I haven't done it in such a long time that it, I think it, it does come into that focus and what do I want? You know, as I think as a, a mom and as a wife and anybody who's active in the community, you're always like looking outward as what does everybody else need? And if I don't have others to focus on, I just really feel like that I don't have the excuses not to focus on myself. And if I'm doing that, then I know I might not be super happy with where I'm at with myself at this moment. I think part of that is health-wise, because I haven't been taking care of myself as much as I would want to. And again, knowing all the things I want to do and then not doing it, it becomes a little, I don't know, disappointing in myself. I'm going to do a little recap here. So you want to take time for yourself. And it sounds like you do a lot of distracting and then you're not taking the time for yourself. And what you've realized now is that perhaps you haven't been doing the things you want to, to take care of yourself 
And if you actually now you have this time and if you shift it to yourself, you're kind of pulling back the curtain of like, well, shit, maybe I'm not in the place that I want to be and kind of looking at the real and maybe uncomfortable truth of that. Yes, you do so much better at putting my words and taking the rambling out and <laughs> putting that together nicely. <laughs> I just condensed it so that just a little reflecting back. Okay, so where we have arrived here is if you're using distraction so that you don't have to focus on yourself, but you're saying, I want to remove this distraction, we've arrived at, okay, I want to focus on myself, but it's making me feel uncomfortable because maybe I'm, I am i don't like where I'm currently at. Mm-hmm. So then it sounds like this is where the spinning, this is the rut. Yep. Okay. With this awareness, what is coming up for you? Immediately, it's like, I know the things I want to do, so I should just do them. So that's what comes up. Like, I know what I want to do, so I should just be doing it. But then I go but I know it's going to be hard for me and it's going to be, you know, cold and dark and the dogs are going to want to cuddle and then I'm not going to want to do anything, you know? So then I I go into that, but then, and then it makes me think about one of the things we discussed today and triggers and stacking of habits. And it makes me think, well, what if instead of sitting there for four hours, which I know is not where I want my energy to be, what if I just set an alarm at one point or, do something that, you know, I can change that. And it doesn't have to be long. I mean, maybe if I'm, you know, watching a show, I could be stretching for 15 minutes and that would feel awesome. I'm sitting there anyway, and I know stretching is going to make me feel better. I could do something like that. And that would be an easy thing to do. Like in my mind of like my dream world would be like working out for an hour and doing all that, but that's not realistic where I'm at. And my body would hate me if I did that right now. But I think I could set a trigger where I'm comfortable. Yeah. It just makes me think back to the, the, the circle today, just talking about triggers and stacking and that, you know what, that that's something doable. And I know not to make it too much right away because I don't want to go back to that okay. too much. Badasses. Registration for my 12-week women's coaching circle is now open. This is 12 weeks of absolute life transformation. Bring in your health goals, bring in whatever it is that you want to take and transform in your life. And we will work as a group in this 12 weeks. Uh, Members of the current 12-week program say it is life-changing. They have never been happier. They have never felt more confident. They are getting the things that they want to get done done and taking time for themselves without feeling guilty. So if you've been thinking, I should do this, I know what I need to do, but I just don't do it, you should be in the circle. So grab the link in the show notes, go ahead, read more about it, sign up. If you have more questions, you can get a Calendly link, uh, get on my schedule and we will have a call to see if it is right for you and learn exactly how you can join a 12 week circle and meet your goals and absolutely crush this next year. Okay. So what Tana is talking about, we talked about stacking habits. So, uh, this comes from the book, uh, atomic habits. And the idea is taking something you're already doing or already, you know, comfortable want to do, and then stacking kind of an uncomfortable habit on top of it. We talked about doing laundry was one of them because laundry is a big thing for people like getting done and not getting done and stacking something that you're already doing, watching a show, listening to a podcast, things like that. So that's what, what we're talking about right now. So what I hear you saying is I want to keep it. So it's almost like manageable, like a stretch Mm -hmm. for you, but also I know that if I do something that's too much, it's not going, it's not going to be sticky. It's not going to work. Yep. Because I feel, I don't want to fail at it. Ooh, hot damn. All right. Because if you fail, what? Then I won't do it anymore. I'll just stop. Okay. Because I feel like I start and stop a lot of things. And and then it's disappointing, right? Because I don't have that win or that celebration or that, you know what, I, I've accomplished something. I don't feel accomplished. I feel like it's a lot of stopping and starting rather than just continuing to move forward. Okay. Okay. So you, a couple of things here. You have a story that says, I stop and start and I don't want to fail. And that I'm 
guessing plays a big part in your ability to sort of get that traction. If you were going to pick something that is going to be safe, this is, I mean, I'm sure that you've heard me say this before, is picking something that feels safe that you can accomplish it in a way that is a little bit of a stretch, but also feels like, okay, yes, I can get this easy win and then stack that. If you were to think, what would that be within the idea of, I want to have a plan for self-care? So if I think of an easy win, I have a menu that I put up for the family every week. And it's just like, we're going to have chili one night, pork chops another night, five things for the week. And it's easy. It's There's not a lot of detail in it. Like I'm not adding my fruit and vegetable. I will have a fruit and vegetable with it, but then I can just add and pick and choose whatever that is. And during the week, I was like, I look back and I was like, oh, we pretty much followed that. And it saved me money because I didn't have to overthink. And it, you know, that makes me feel good when I see that. And I do that every week. If I miss doing it for the week, then I'm like, oh, that was, you know, I spent way more at the grocery store because I didn't have a plan. And it's not a deep plan. It's not a really well thought out plan. It's just a really general plan that allows me to flow with what I need. If I look at self-care for the week, it would be something similar, that it wouldn't be too hard. It would be five quick things on there that I could pick and choose and just have all five of them done by the end of the week. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so I've got to do a workout for half an hour of 10 of these, 10 of these, 10 of these. It would just be, I've got to work out for half an hour. And then I can pick out what that workout looks like. I'm going to do my nails. Maybe I'm not going to paint them. I'm just going to do my nails and maybe it'll be file them. So, you know, that it's not too specific. And I think that would make me feel like I'm winning or have something to celebrate for the week without it being that I could accomplish because it's not going to be like too much room to fail in. Okay. One, and we can get into this another time, but this kind of idea of failure when it comes to this, there's something, I have to say that damn word juicy again. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's the worst. And I just swear, it's just like one of those buzz things that I hear and then it just tumbles out of my mouth. Ah, anyway, there's something there, uh, but I want to, I'm not going to get diverted. I'm going to stay here. What I'm hearing you say is you don't want to be, it almost feels like you don't want to be cornered because if you are, it's like, well, then I don't have any choices. Almost like it takes away like your free will to choose. Like it just feels like, oh, you're boxed in and that doesn't feel good to you. It's like, I want to be very broad in what I am agreeing to do. I will do it, but I don't want to be bound by rules. Huh. I did not think of a way of looking at it like that but that feels that feels right like that it feels like yes I don't I why I, I don't want to be too structured okay but then I think that goes back to the failing thing okay so the lack of structure is sort of like a, a safety blanket to failure yes the lack of structure means failing is it, it, if I have okay. too much structure, there's too much room to fail because then it can't be perfect, right? If there's so much structure, if there's boundaries, then the boundaries are the boundaries and then it's either passing or failing. We're getting into our like, yeah, I know. Like it's this wrong, right, pass, fail, like it is this all or nothing type thing. Yep. Okay. So if you're going to find a space here to create the structure in a way that feels good right now, in this season, you're saying the lack of sort of parameters might feel good right now. And here's the yes. thing. It's okay. Like, it's okay to create this in a way where you don't quote unquote fail. Because right now, the idea of that sort of pass fail is really uncomfortable to you. And that's okay. That can be uncomfortable because if you think of this as like you're on an expedition or you're like exploring, you haven't explored that cave yet. You don't know what kind of boat you need there or paddle or what terrain is there. And so you want to play it a little safe. Like, I don't want the boundaries just yet. I want to, I want this to be a little bit looser. Like, let me get my footing. I need the right shoes here. And then maybe you can create some more structure around it. 
does feel right. That does, I, I feel like we're on that right path that yes, that, and I am very stuck in that pass fail if it's too structured. And maybe again, because I keep reverting back to that summer season and it was so structured and I had a lot going on and I had to have it structured. So I didn't drop any balls and I don't, this is my way of making sure I, I don't go back that far because I don't know how to not do that if I have boundaries. So say that again, that I don't, that if, if I have such strong boundaries, well, I got I'm not good with boundaries. So I know that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this in my head. Well, it, it sounded like you said for that season, I needed to be that way. So I didn't drop any balls. So for that season, you had to be structured. Mm-hmm. And now for this season, that's not going to work. You don't want to do that sort of structure. Mm-hmm. But you're unsure, okay, if I don't do that, like, what is this? Like, I don't know another way. So if you're going to create another structure, I mean, a boundary doesn't have to be this tight little box. If you're going to create space for this, what do you want the space to look like? I want the space to feel good. I want that space to feel that I'm giving myself the rest when I want the rest and the time when I want the time, but that I'm also taking care of myself and, and not letting the time pass. I don't want to take it too far. So I think if I look at both of my seasons that I'm talking about, I took them both kind of to an extreme and I want a middle ground. And I don't know what that middle ground, there's the good things I want in the hibernation season. And there's the good things I want in the summer season. And I want the good things from both of them. That's in that, like that spring season, that middle piece where I can have those days that I need that rest. And I have those days that I'm planting and, and doing all the things that'll have that benefits. I just, I want that. I want the middle of it all. You know exactly what you want. I do. I want the good, the good parts of both of those. Yeah. I think I like my season. So I like being able to rest and relax and have quiet evenings. That has become important to me, but I, and I don't feel like I had much of that before. So I want to make sure I keep some of that, that I don't lose that because of how important I feel like that is to me and my health. But I also know there were things I really enjoyed about some of the busyness and some of the activity around that, uh, because I was very purposeful on when I did do activities, I planned them. So if I was going somewhere, I planned it out. So I didn't miss out on things. And I loved that. That is, I didn't feel like I was missing out on things. So it's making sure I plan things out that I enjoy doing. So I feel like I am embracing and living life with rest time. Like having, I, I, I think I do need some of those times where I do shut down. So maybe it's not a distraction as much as I do need that where I can just shut off my mind. Okay. So what new awareness do you have? That there's some excitement in that thought that it doesn't have to be one or the other, but why can't I have both? And I think that thought pops up a lot is instead of having to give up stuff, why can't I have at all? Why can't I have both of them? Which is different than how I typically think of having to give up something for something else. But it, I think it, I think that awareness is why can't I have it both? Why I can't allow myself to have it both. I'm going to switch that just a little bit for you. And I'm going to have you rephrase it to how can I have both or whatever it is that you're kind of the either or thinking, how can I make this happen? And kind of opening it up to like an an expansive expanding. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where we've arrived here is that you have this awareness now of, I had these two ways of living. Both of them were kind of extreme the hibernation and then the just go, go, go. And neither one is a space that I want to currently be in now because that's not the season of life that you're in. And you want to take the good things from both of them because before you were sort of looking at rest as like something maybe where you weren't living and weren't participating. Mm -hmm. And now you kind of are like, wait a second, I actually really like the quiet evenings and I like the rest. And I liked when I was doing things on purpose. I was scheduling things in. Going forward, what will you do differently 
so that you can have both of those. I think I'll take a look at the things I want to do and get those scheduled in. Like I will put those on the calendar and make appointments for myself for that. You know, that I, I've got that part thought out, but that I'll make sure I have my quiet evenings. Also, you know, that it's not, I'm not doing that every evening. Maybe I'm only going to start with the weekends, you know, so that the weeknights where I need that quiet time because I've had a full day, I've got that time then just to sit and have a downtime where it's just quiet and that peace that I need in those moments without other things coming in and impacting my energy so that I can get my energy back that I need during that time. And that's a really great thing. I'm going to kind of step in and out of the coaching here. But what you're saying is I'm going to look at my whole life and see where would it be most beneficial for me to have this downtime? Because downtime is really important to get, you said you're regenerating yourself and re-energizing by slowing down. And where do I need that within my week? And you've identified like the weeknights are the ones where I'm like, okay, I need to slow. I need to be quiet. And then on the weekends is where I can infuse that sort of purposeful going out and doing the things that maybe it's on your 50 before 50, or maybe it's your self-care. But those are the days where I have more space to have that energized, purposeful type of like go energy. Yeah. Yeah. When I really think of like the ideal life, like that would be my ideal life. Like when I have that dream life, okay. like that would be like the balance. Like it's a, it feels balanced yeah. and that I've got, like it feels good. Like that would be what I want. Okay. So you said, I just want to just repeat this right back at you. That would be my ideal life. Mm-hmm. And let's go create that. Like you yep. should be living your ideal life. If that is what fills you up and keeps you feeling so good, you can, like you've just said, this is what I need to do to live my ideal life and go out and create it. Yeah. That, yeah. Knowing what I want it to look like. Now I know what to do. Like I need, I don't know that I knew what I wanted it to look like. Cause again, I was having to go back or I had to have one or the other. Like I didn't know how to have both, but if I had both, this is this is what I can do with this. This is how I can have both. Okay. So one of the things when we do coaching in the circle and when I'm with people is kind of assign that sort of next step. So that keeps you like accountable and the homework and everything like that. I call it homework. And so yours would be to go out and create this ideal life and structure it. Like what are the things you want to put into your weekends? And then also being like knowing that this rest, this is a plan. This is very intentional. So this, the rest is purposeful also. And then also the, how can I have both, but also like, how can I have exactly what I need? And taking, if you're feeling like you're being pulled towards that either or, or having to choose, what other options do I have? And having that starting to create that awareness when that pops off, because most everyone I work with, that is that sort of either or thinking it happens a lot throughout the day and the week. So noticing when that pops up and then if you can sort of like, Oh wait, what other options do I have here? I don't necessarily have to just pick one. How can I have what I actually want and how can I create that? Cause we've just figured out you can do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't look at it in a way that I was looking at how do I get rid of my rest? How do I get rid of that time? Because if I, I if I need to fill in, I didn't look at it before as, but I do like that time. I do want some of that. And and looking at how can I have both? What, you know, I have more options than I allow myself or have allowed myself. And that that gives me that different perspective. Nice job. Did we arrive where you Thank wanted you. to arrive? We did. I feel really good. <laughs> Good. Oh, wonderful. I feel very good good about this. Yes. Yes. I'm excited for you. And that's something too. And I'm going to, I just want to say this for everybody. This is a time of year. If you, like we live in Wisconsin, it's dark out. Like it is a kind of slowing down and kind of understanding that that is okay. And also if there are other things that you want to be doing, you also have the power to do that. But 
kind of removing that judgment of rest is bad or, you know, not being productive is not okay. And I know that's not what Tana said, but like, that is something that I hear. So just squaring it up with yourself that like, that's something we all need right now. It's just, it's nice and cozy and it feels good to be restful in the winter time when it's dark at 3.30. (laughs) And then on your weekends, you can go do fun things when the sun is out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. This feels really good. Good. I'm really, I'm glad. So Tana, how I finish up each interview with people is asking a life hack that you have that saves time, energy, or resources. So one of the things, and I still do a little bit of it, but I, I, when I did do this consistently, it was like the best thing. And it came from the Miracle Morning, which is by Hal Elrod. And it was his savers program. So it was just like a, a quick morning, you know, where it was like, you have silence, which is meditation and affirmations and visualization, a little bit of exercise, a little bit of reading, and then a little bit of writing. And I always, I loved his book because it was for me really, it was really easy to put into an act in the morning and just do this. Like if I only spent a minute on each of them, that was okay. And then I got it done. Sometimes I would spend more on one area or the other, but that for me was always life-changing. Following his savers program and starting my day with that was it left me feeling powerful. It left me always feeling like I already done a big thing for my day that kind of set the rest of the day in my tone for the day. That's awesome. And I want to go back into the coaching here real quick because you said that word powerful again. So I'm going to invite you to do a little reflection that can be journaling, that can be when you're outside in nature. And in this season that you're creating right now, what brings that powerful feeling to you and what makes you step into your power? Okay. I've got a whole page of notes that I've taken during this time. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you sharing this and just being so open and just sharing this experience with us. Thank you. I have enjoyed every aspect of being part of the women's coaching and being involved with your programs. And this is just, I thank you for this opportunity. Yes. Awesome. All right, Tana, we will, well, I guess I'll see you next week, but thank you so much. Thank you. Spirit of a Badass is a Lit Path Studios podcast and is produced by Jamie Gale and Alicia Jacobson. Music by Shane Ivers. We'll be back with another inspiring interview. Until then, keep your spirits high and your energy badass.